and Diane, I would hope that that would be our prayer tonight, our, our desire. I'd rather have Jesus. And Bruce, when you sang that, then sins dread sway. You know what? There's really two choices on the shelf, serving God or serving self. And serving self brings a bondage and a sorrow. Thank you, Bruce, for that beautiful song. And Diane, I've enjoyed the music tonight. How about you? Wow. Wow. We have the privilege. 
You know, Yoshi, when you take that song, you've got to think of us old people over here that might need oxygen if you go too fast. Bruce and I look at each other and say, wow, we're going to bring our oxygen tank up here. But I, I love it. You did a great job, Yoshi. You really did. And there's, there's a lot of great singing. Isn't it great to be here tonight? It's good to have some guests back tonight. Um, the Wilcox, good to have them here. I saw them here tonight. I think, boy, they came back to hear the part two of the message. And then they said, no, we came back to meet some people here tonight and see how friendly this church is and everything. So I'm glad you're here. Really are. And some folks over here, guests and, and Lord, we, we just have so much to rejoice in, don't we? We just got so much to be thankful for. And I hear you're not feeling well. Is that right? Your back's out? Knee. Well, the knee, back, it all starts going when you get old, isn't it? <laughs> I'm glad you're here. You know, people come. It's, it's not easy to travel at night, too, and I don't take that for granted. I, I actually hate driving at night anymore. And uh, so, but man, I tell you. Well, take your Bibles and turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll work together on this clicking thing. I... Uh, I had to apologize for Josh this morning. I said, Josh, you run the clicker tonight or this morning. And he says, you know, Pastor, I wanted to go to Sunday school this morning. And, and he didn't say it. And I didn't think about Sunday school. And I thought, man, that was a great lesson. Mike McCoy has started a series at 10 o'clock, uh, Islam versus Christianity. And uh, if you are interested in that, that's at 10 o'clock um, in 101. And so a great series there. To know what God says in His Word and to, to be able to refute the, the wrong doctrines and to know what you believe. So we're going to continue on in this, this message, Ephesians chapter 2. So if you'll, you'll turn there. Uh, this morning we, we uh, talked about the foundation that has been laid in Jesus Christ. And, you know, the, only the Lord knows what uh, may have happened in somebody's life this morning in putting their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is my prayer that someone this morning did put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, it is the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I never want to take for granted that a Sunday night crowd, everyone is saved. Uh, but oftentimes, most folks on Sunday night know the Lord, and that's great. And we do have a family atmosphere uh, on Sunday night. And our kids are in here, and, and they get an opportunity uh, to listen. And so pay close attention as we continue on. In our theme. And uh, we talked about this laying this foundation and then God building on this foundation. He says in verse 19 through verse 22, and this is our, uh, our theme verse for 2015. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And I just love that word, the household of God. I thank the Lord for a household, for family, for friends, for our gathering here in our church. There's a, there's a joy in coming in and seeing my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know when you're, you're sick, you know how it is and how you feel? I, this morning I said this, and, and, and I am so glad. I mean, I wanted to give Pastor Nathan a big hug if he wasn't so ugly. You know, I would have just, just given him a big hug this morning. Yeah, amen. He, he said, likewise. <laughs> 
But it's so good. Pastor Dan and Pastor Nathan back with us. I mean, I felt like my, my right arm was cut off while they were gone. And Kelly, I missed your little bubble. It's good to have you back. You know, it's so great to be a part of the family of the Lord. It really is. May God, may God encourage us in what we belong to and how precious it is. I'd rather have Jesus than anything that needs to be our desire. The devil tries to throw out to us stuff that has nothing to do with success and nothing to do with contentment in life. He says in verse 20, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Then verse 21, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. And I'm going to read verse 22. We won't get there possibly tonight. But in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Wow. There are some wonderful things here. And as we look at this, let's look at that. In whom all the building, that's us. We are the building. And remember this morning, because we talked about him talking about him tearing down the middle partition and talking about the temple and everything. He's talking about this idea of the Jews and the, and the Gentiles. He's talking about our relationship with God. It giving us peace because of Jesus Christ. And he says, now in whom all this building fitly framed together. And it's interesting The word fitly framed is a verb. And it is a passive verb. Now, oftentimes, and to just understand about Greek, a little bit about it, active tense means something that I'm doing. Middle tense is usually something I'm doing to myself. Passive is somebody else doing it to you or something else doing it to you. Passive. In other words, you're there. And the passive part, the fitly framed together, guess who is framing the church and putting it knitted together? Who? God. God brings in to the church who he wants there to be the servants that he wants them to be. And praise God for that. I tell you, it's so exciting. It's, it's so, God is bringing folks into Westside Baptist Church so that we can be fitly framed together. Now, we're in a building project, and pretty soon we're going to be framing up some walls, aren't we, Brother Mike? And that's exciting. It's exciting. And as you look at a building site here, and uh, the foundation is laid, or the floor is in and everything... God is not just bringing in a pile of two-by-fours to sit in a pile. He's bringing the materials together to build a holy habitation for God. We are fitly framed together. Every part has part. Now, this verse here is also found 
in Ephesians chapter 5, verse, or excuse me, in Ephesians 4, verse 16, or that word fitly framed together. Notice what it says in Ephesians uh, 4, 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together. And, and that's the same word. It is actually the idea of framing. You're putting frames up for this building. And he's saying we are those parts of the building. And then he uses and compacted. That's knit together. By that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. It makes increase in the body. Unto the edifying of itself in love. Let me read it to you from a different translation. He makes the whole body fit together. How? Perfectly. Aren't you glad? You say, what part do I have? If you're here, you have a part. God loves you here to Westside Baptist Church. You have a part. As each part does its own, what? Special work. It helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. As I see my part, and as I do my part, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Wow. That's an interesting translation or commentary on that verse. How do you fit in your church? How do you function in your church? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11... It says, but all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit divideth to every man severally as he wills. Uh, Jerry, you, is Jerry here? Jerry, you're right there. Jerry, Jerry and I were talking about spiritual gifts this week. And how that a spiritual gift is given to you by God's will. And this is the verse. It's divided to every man severally as he wills. It's not my will. It's God's will. God is the designer of each of us. And we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen to that? And we can't be like the Corinthian church that thought, well, you know, some of these extraordinary gifts or these outward gifts, man, those people really must have their act together. Every person does his part. What was the uh, song that your quartet sang this morning? I made mention to it. Little as much when God is in it. And even though we might be infirm, there's still prayer that we can do. And when I say still prayer, prayer ought to be the first thing on our agenda. Amen to that? Wow. Don't minimize your part. Be spirit-led. Ask God for direction in your life. You know, Moses asked God for direction. In Exodus chapter 33, he's uh, seeking to go into the promised land. And what direction should he go? And, and he said to this, and this is a wonderful prayer. He said unto, unto, unto him, unto God, If thy presence go with me, carry us... Excuse me. No. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Moses didn't want to go into a direction that God was not ordering. And so he praised this. 
But then in verse 18, he says that if you're going to take us up there, I beseech thee, show me your glory. We need to see the hands of God. We need to keep looking at what God has for our lives. How do we fit? Where do we function? What is our part in the church? What is your giftedness? What is your part? I think there's an aspect of your desires. Now, we have to be careful that our selfish nature doesn't take us in the wrong direction. Uh, do you see your part? Do you see how you fit? Can you, do you see if God prompts your heart to do something? Uh, another thing is, am I made to fit in? That's a good question for our guests that are here tonight. Would you not agree? Am I made to fit in? Is it a welcoming church? Is it an open arm church? Or is it Yoshi and I are buds and no one else gets in our circle? I think Carmen and John said, you know, we thank the Lord. Carmen, you said, you know, the ladies here at this church, they welcomed me in to be a part of serving in our hospitality. Isn't that right, Carmen? And this morning, you saw them up on the picture this morning as new members of our church. And we have welcoming arms, and we need to be that way. We need to be looking to help people to fit in. So he says in verse 21, fitly framed together, groweth. Groweth, and that word grows there is the idea of is increasing. This this holy temple is is increasing. It's growing, and I love it. You know, he's calling us the, as the bodies uh, of people that make up the church. The church is not made out of buildings; it's made up of people. He's calling us the holy temple, and it's growing. And so God's plan is that that we grow. And that we, and it's interesting, the word here, groweth, is in the active sense. So the passive sense is that God puts us together, and then the active sense, or our part, is to grow. And we need to be growing. We need to be growing spiritually. We need to be growing in our love and our reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jude 20, But ye, beloved... Build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. May God help us grow. I, I tell you, I, I was so encouraged, Pastor Nathan. I don't know if you looked around this morning and how many folks. And that was just folks that were going to read through the Bible. That wasn't folks of how many have a daily time with the Lord. But I dare say that there's a majority of folks at Westside Baptist Church that have a daily time with God. That's what makes a healthy church. Keep your eyes the light of your path on the Word of God. Don't get into junk food. And I say that, and I need to say this. I've had folks come up to me and say certain things and, and, and stuff like that that they might see on television or, or someone came to me this morning and said something they, they had read in a book. And, and we have to be careful what we read. We need to examine what we're looking at in light of the Scriptures. There's a lot of charlatans out there that'll give you part truth, but not the whole truth. Be very careful. Don't eat junk food. Let's get into the Word of God and study it. 
All right, so we've looked at so far the structure. What are we building? We're building a holy temple unto the Lord. God has a purpose. You're a part of that. God's part is He's the one that puts us together. God has a plan that we now grow in the Lord. Now, what we want to look at and what I talked about this morning is getting into the strength. The strength of building. How are we building and it's interesting, I'm going to go into chapter 3 now. And I know the ladies, you've studied Ephesians, is that correct, in the ladies' Bible study? And so I'm not going to exhaust this. Uh, I'm going through almost uh, half of Ephesians in two messages, or three messages. So there's no way that I'm going to exhaust it. But let's look at verse 1 of chapter 3, the strength here. He says, for this cause. He's just talking about the cause of the holy temple coming together, framed together, fitly joined together. And it, it, it's, it's people in the church, it's Jews and Gentiles. You have to understand that. That has been one of the struggles. You know, it was, it was like the, the Hatfields and the McCoy uh, almost that, uh, that, there, that, that the Jews really struggled with the Gentiles. And, and Paul is, is, you think about it, Paul, Paul was such this strong a Pharisee, part of the Sanhedrin, and, and yet he became known as the apostle to the Gentiles. And he says in verse 1, For this cause, I, Paul... The prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. He'd gone back to Jerusalem. He had collected money from a lot of the Gentile churches and brought it back to the Jewish Christians in Jerusalem to encourage them. He goes into the temple and there he is taken uh, uh, prisoner and sent to Rome. And there's where we see him in the Roman prison. He says, for this cause. Paul Paul was not afraid of prison. Paul was, I mean, he, I'm sure he wasn't looking forward to it, but he says for this cause. You'll notice in verse 14, he says for this cause. For this cause, building this holy temple and going out there and making sure the church is growing and, and, and healthy because it's a habitation of a holy God. For this cause, he says in verse 14, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He prays there he's in prison. In verse 7, and I'm skipping down through this because this is just kind of a, a, a message now as he's laid this foundation and the understanding of this building. He says in verse 7, Wherefore I was made a minister. I was made a minister. God calls us into the ministry. Isn't that right, Pastor Nathan? Isn't that right, Pastor Dan? He calls us into the ministry. And he makes us his ministers. The word minister is the idea of a servant. Ministering to people. We are all, by the way, ministers. He says, according, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me. In other words, yes, salvation is a gift, but we also see the gifts of the Spirit, which are spiritual gifts. And there's a calling to the pastor, to those who are ministering. And it says, it's given to us as a gift by the grace of God, given unto me by the what? Effectual working. 
I like that word, effectual, working. That is a fantastic word. You'll notice in uh, verse 16 of chapter 4 that that word effectual working is in there as well. In other words, every joint according to the effectual working. In other words, this building that we're per- putting up, whether it's the minister or the minister's We are working together by the effectual working of God. It's not our abilities. It's His ability. And guess what tense effectual working is in? Go ahead and say it. Passive. Which means it's God who works in us. That's exciting. When I get up here and preach, it's not Greg Kaminsky preaching. It's God working through the preacher. And I'm going to tell you, I'm glad for that. Amen. Once I got over myself, it makes it a lot easier to preach. Once I understand how powerful the Word of God is, all I have to do is open up my mouth and we look at the Scriptures and the powers in the Word of God. Amen? And so why are we afraid of going out and serving God? God's the one. But so often we think of our own selves. I thank the Lord for the servants here at Westside Baptist Church. For folks who get involved. And I tell you what. You know, Carolyn, you going out there and the decorations. I drove in yesterday and they're tearing down the decorations. And here's these ladies coming in here and they're having a great time. I don't know if it was because of the donuts or or what. But but they were having a grand time. And I I am so proud of our folks here at the church. How, How many, how many drove into church and noticed the new cross? On the steeple. Y'all go out there and look at it. That cross up here on top of this roof. Has been up there for over 30 years. And um, that's pretty good. But 30 years had taken its toll. And it was dry rotted. And, And that cross is a four by six. That goes all the way down to about where that vent is right there. And it's bolted into the rafters. And we got some fellows out there. And they says, we think we can fix that. And they cut it off. And they notched it. And they put it up. And you go out there and look at it. They sent me a picture of it the other day. And I, both my wife and I said, wow. Wow. Is Brandon here tonight? Brandon. Brandon, come on in here. We want everybody to see this brave, strong, heroic man. Amen? (laughs) You know what Brandon said to me? He says, I'm afraid of heights. (laughs) Michael. Michael. He was the chief architect. He made Brandon go up the ladder. Isn't that right, Michael? Let's go! That's a long ways up there. Praise God for the effectual working to skill our hands, to skill our fears. <laughs> Isn't that right, Brandon? Thank you so much. Man, praise the Lord for that. Things that go on that we don't see those things taking place. The effectual Working Now, I want you to read these verses together. Again, in Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse 16, this is another way to look at this. This is from the ESV. 
who from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint. I, I guess we have to be careful about every joint because in Oregon that joint word makes a, a couple other different things. <laughs> held together by every joint. Which, you know what? We could talk about joints, couldn't we? Around here at Westside Baptist Church, we have a lot of joints, don't we? We really do. Held together, which is equipped. God skills us. It's equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the whole body grow so that it builds itself up in love. It is so encouraging to be a part of a healthy church. Thank you for all of you who serve the Lord here. Yeah, we're going to see a building going up there at 1375 Irving Drive. But God's building a life here right now. And we don't want to miss the journey of what God is doing in our lives. This word effectual uh, working. Let me just read you some of the verses where this is found. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power. We give him the praise and the glory for what he does. Ephesians 3, 7. Whereof I was made a minister, I think we already read that, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of His power. Philippians 3.21 Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body according to the working whereby He is able to subdue all things unto Himself. God's working inside of us is able to conquer the struggles of life. We don't live the Christian life by ourselves. Colossians 1.29 Whereunto I also labor, striving according to His working, which worketh effectually in me mightily. Thank the Lord for the testimony of these verses. Buried with Him in baptism, wherein also we are risen with Him through the faith of the operation. The word operation is the same word, effectual working of God. Who hath raised Him from the dead. The resurrection power that God gives to each of us to live a life for His glory. And this is, this is a tremendous, this is tremendous verse because when you understand what's working in you, notice what it says there. Wherefore, my beloved... As you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. When it says work out your own salvation, what he is saying there is that you you can work out of that which is working in. Does that make sense? So he's not working to get saved. He's saying you need to work out. In other words, the engine that God has given you, the energy that God has given you, the effectual working that God has given to you, you work out of that. You don't have to work out of your own strength. I like that, don't you? I'm glad for that. Well, notice now as we go back to Ephesians, I want to finish up just a few more points. 
I hope that you've gotten this. In other words, his strength. How are we building? We're building in his strength. It is passive. These, these verbs are passive. This effectual working. He's, Paul says, I'm made a, a minister. Notice verse 9 and catch this. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Now, that's, that's interesting. Again, if you understand that this is the Jews and Gentiles fellowshipping together. This fellowship of this mystery, from, uh, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. In other words, in the Old Testament, you would not have ever thought that the Jews and the Gentiles would be coming together as a part of a family. Though in the Old Testament, there was prophecy of that. And there were uh, Gentiles in the Old Testament who got saved. And in fact, there are Gentiles who are part of the line of Christ. You all know that? He says uh, this mystery. He says then in verse 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places. Talking about the angelic beings. Might be known... By the church, the manifold wisdom of God. That's an interesting statement. He's saying that God held this mystery, but now it is made known to the angels above this wonderful fellowship of people who have been born again, who become the temple, the holy temple of God. And he's talking about our testimony, our witness. Do you know what goes on in our church, what goes on in church, can either be a light to this world or it can be a blight to this world? Doesn't it say in 1 John, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples in that you love one another? My, that's why God wants us, if we have aught with our brother, to go to our brother. That's why Paul uh, said to the Corinthians, it's not well for you to take another brother to court. It's a bad testimony. Do you all see that? I hope we do. So the testimony that we are to have. He says in verse 11, according to the eternal purpose which he proposes in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. I hope that Westside Baptist Church will be a light in Eugene, Oregon. I keep thinking about the churches in the book of Revelation, how that God says to them, he says, listen, if you don't get your act together, I'm going to remove your candlestick. Y'all know what I'm talking about? There are many churches that lose their light because they get off course and they stop being what God wants them to be. Then just lastly here, just lastly here, is, is uh, going back to verse uh, 14. He says, this cause, I bow my knee for this cause, for the church to be united, for the church to go forward, to the f- church to have effectual working, for the church to be engaged in building the holy habitation of God, a holy temple knit and framed together. For this cause, I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and He prays of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, that He, us, would be granted, or that He, excuse me, would grant you, God would grant you. I like that word, grant. 
I thank the Lord for being a recipient, the first church in Oregon to receive the Lasco grant. Isn't that a blessing? This year we've had two checks come in, for one for 140000 and the other one for $135,000. Isn't that a blessing, Jerry? Jerry was a part of the fitly framed together to write the grant for us. This church received $410,000 in grant given to us. It says that He would grant. He would give you according to what? Whose riches? His riches. How many believe God's rich? <laughs> Don't you like how Paul says that? He's granted unto you according to his riches. The word rich there is also the word for wealth. His wealth. Of his glory. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. We have a God who loves us and wants to give us the strength in our inner man according to His riches that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted I like that word, don't you? Grounded in what? In love. God's love. God's love for saving us. And then what he's bringing out here is that you would be rooted in this love. In other words, this love would take hold of us so that we would understand what we are building. It is for God's glory. And we would be motivated by God's love and God's glory to be rooted, grounded. And then notice what he says. May be able to comprehend. You know, that's our trouble. There's so much self-love in us that we don't see the love of God as we should. God wants us to comprehend what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of His love. You know what we can grow in this year? We can, Brother Chuck, we can grow in God's love. Begin to experience His embrace. I remember Pastor Nathan the first time that I felt God's arms wrapped around me. It was about 10 years ago. And I tell you what, David, that was such a hug. Though not physical. You all understand what I'm saying. I'm not hallucinating. But it was such a hug that I never wanted him to let me go. And by the way, he said he never would. But sometimes we don't comprehend it, how much God loves us. But I tell you what, Karen, it will change our lives. I don't want to let the one who loves me so much down. And Paul says that we might comprehend. Verse 19, And to know the love of Christ with passes knowledge. We'll never be able to comprehend it totally. There's no way we could ever comprehend it. That ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Can I encourage us, Westside Baptist Church, tonight? That we would, this year, try to comprehend greater the love of God. I think we could sing that as a closing song. What do you think? The love of God. 
But let me just conclude with verse 20 and 21 because these are hallmark verses. I remember preachers at Bob Jones getting up and concluding their prayer with these verses. Now unto him that is able, the word able, powerful, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Woohoo! That's exciting. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Father, for Your glory, for Your glory, we are building a holy habitation. Not of the two-by-fours piled along the side of a property at 1375. Though that project is about your glory, that people will see your story in this building. But Lord, you're building our lives. And it is my prayer that we will allow you to build as you would see fit. Whether it's a car breaking down, Or the news of cancer. Or Lord just. The comprehension. Of your love for us. I dare say that father. That we are all in this room. Just school children. Learning. The height. The breadth. The depth. The width. Of your love. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ. So that we could be a part. Of the building of a holy habitation, a holy temple for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Great motivation in that verse, and God has spoke to you. I know God's going to keep working as His Word does. In our lives, we make decisions. And I would hope that you would go home. And I would hope that as you, you go home and live out this week, that you are reminded that you are the holy temple of God. Amen. The love of God. Uh, what page number is it, honey? 286. Let's turn in our hymn book there. And if there's decisions that are to be made before you leave, I encourage you to do so before you leave. 286. Let's stand together.
be our song this week and share the love of God with others. Amen? Thank you for coming tonight. Sign up for whatever you need to before you leave. Shake hands, and if you feel comfortable giving someone a hug, that's all right too, all right? But make sure you go home and wash your hands. God bless you. You're at home.